A day is too long. A year is excessive. Years is ridiculous. Imagine me being in prison right now or or even taking something. You know, it just our our whole video was in vain. It was it was for nothing. The podcast was for nothing. What was the fight for? To cower later? Why would you waste your time in the podcast for a coward? That don't make no sense. That's a that's a whack story to me. It's either going to be a triumphant story and he took a great loss or even better story that he took a victory. There's no in between. The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III, and this is a follow-up to a piece that I did last March, so that would be March of 2019, regarding one Mr. Julian Pellissier. So if you have not listened to that particular podcast, I strongly recommend that you stop what you're doing here, pause it, and then listen to that podcast and come back. If you have listened to it, as a brief recap, it was essentially a podcast about a man who was being held on false trumped up charges by the powers that be in New York. And he was essentially fighting those charges by himself. So it was a very informative conversation. Uh, Learned a lot. Uh, He's a very articulate individual when it comes to the law, although he is not an actually bar admitted lawyer or anything like that. He simply knows legalese and all the things that come along with it. So with that being said, I'm essentially picking up from what happened. The first time we talked to him, he was literally locked up. So he was actually in a psych ward where he was being held. Again, there were so many violations of his rights. It's crazy to try to recount them in this little recap right here. It can also help you to understand how your rights can be impinged upon, which we don't want. So please go back and listen to it. Without any further ado, here's the follow-up piece to the strange case to Mr. Julian Pellissier. I hope you enjoy. And yeah, if you want to leave comments, please do so. Again, this is Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. DaVinci Parks on www.flashblackradio.com. Thank you in advance for listening. Peace. One. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III, and I am coming to you with a part two of a story that was brought to you all last year. So as a quick recap, I uh, happened to catch up with with a friend of mine who's family or cousin, to be more precise, was going through some issues uh, on the legal side of things. He was basically being held on false charges. And although the charges were false, uh, he had been held for an extended period of time. I'm talking specifically about the interview I had with Mr. Julian Pellissier. Uh, Last year, 
in 2019. And um, since then, a lot has transpired. Uh, but the main thing was this. Hey, how you doing, Lee? This is Julian. Uh, yesterday at 10.51, Jerry came back with verdict for all six counts. Not guilty. So what you just heard was after we had our second interview was there was uh, essentially a phone call, maybe like a couple weeks later, where I got that great news from Mr. Pellissier, where he was telling me, you know, essentially like all the charges were dropped. And I was like, OK, well, we obviously have to go back and, and talk again because we want we want to we want to know what happened. So. Blessing us once again is Mr. Julian Pellissier on the line, free and clear. How are you doing, good sir? How are you? Hello, I'm doing all right. Awesome, awesome. Hello, awesome. hello. Awesome. Everything's good. Uh, man, look, man, I'm 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 extremely uh, happy to hear that you're not only out because we spoke last time and you were out, but you were still fighting charges. Uh, mm -hmm. So now you're out and all charges have been dropped. First and foremost, how does that feel? You said how? Yes. How does that feel? It feels bittersweet. It's, it's, it's cool. Well, I confidently said this from the beginning, not to sound like I'm cocky or anything, because I, I, I uh, believed in what I believed in, and I would fight it all the way to the end. It just it, it got dismissed at this stage, mm -hmm. you know, because it could have con continued to an appeal and, you know, uh, Supreme Court, and, you know, but through the blessings of the Most High. 12 people said I was not guilty and they, they believed me and not the police, you know? That's amazing. So let me ask you a couple questions before we go into this. Uh, mm -hmm. You said 12 people. So trial by jury. Yes, um, definitely. And, uh, sometimes when you talk about trial by jury, you know, leaving in the hands of a jury, um, I don't know, there, there are risks with that as well as the risk between, you know, you know leaving are. it up to uh, uh, just a judge, if it's just a judge. But... What was the makeup? Do you recall the makeup at all of the jury? Like what the demographics were looking like? It was real strange. Mm -hmm. And before I go into it, because I did a Facebook video on this, I have to stress the fact that people, when you get the piece of paper in the mail for jury duty, don't just say, oh, you know, just sit there as a good patriot, as we would say, a good American, a good person. And, and, and take the time out to do that, especially definitely if you're an impartial person and you, you, you care about justice reform and et cetera. I say that because the demograph was fair. It was honest. It was even. But what the, st the strategy was, this was the administrative judge, the number one judge out here. His strategy was he, 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 he wisely asked questions like, if there are any hardships to your lives or college or children and job, please stand up now, come forward and let me know. A lot of people of color were stood up and be like, yes, I have school, I have to work. This would be a burden to me. I don't have childcare, uh, la la la, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they, no questions asked, they were allowed to go. And, but the majority of the people at the end, I'll say, were, Let's say middle-aged. I don't even. I want to say Italian. I can. I'm on Long Island. There's a lot of Italians, so it's. It's. I'm not. On, I don't want to say it's easy to detect one, but there's a lot of middle-aged Caucasian women. I don't like to call Italians Caucasian. So, a lot of middle-aged women 
mm-hmm. not of color, I would say. Mm-hmm. So they have all day to be here. And, you know, then we found out that a lot of those had law enforcement in their families. And some of them had to say at the end when they already picked, oh, I have to list that or a CO or, you know, um, at the end, we had one African-American man on the jury panel. Mm-hmm. Um, the third day in, there was like a splinter cell, I'll say. It was like a um, an apprentice. I found out afterwards that was sitting in the audience. I seen this guy in the suit, Brooks brother suit. And I'm like, who's this youngster? So during a recess, uh, we came back around 2.30, 3 o'clock. And uh, the uh, judge says, we have an um, issue that before we bring the jury out, blah, blah, blah. he says, during the break, um, our apprentice tells me, and he was an apprentice for him, obviously, tells me that juror number nine was had his eyes closed during the, the deliberations and blah, 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 blah. So we, of course, we had to bring in that juror and he, the, juror, the judge asked him, are you OK? Everything's good. He said, yes, everything." And he says, because somebody had said that you had your eyes closed. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was leaning my head back to stretch my neck. I, I was I was, I was, was paying attention. Oh, okay, it was fine. The judge let it go because it was based off what you say. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, you might say something regular, but the judge is waiting for you to say one little word for him to say, well, okay, you, you're not competent to, 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 to be here. It was strategy. The only African-American guy, young dude, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, this dude is real. I can tell. He's one of the guys that said, you know what, I, I could be fair, like he said, and it ain't about a color thing or nothing, but I'm going to be fair. And it was a couple other issues. And you just seen the strategies that they were trying to just to like get rid of some of the jurors. So, like was, said, so to, be clear, to be clear, huh? was juror number nine uh, the black the black man you were speaking about? Excuse me? Was juror number nine the, the black person? African-American, yes. Yes, the African-American person, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. So we had somebody basically in the, in the gallery who's looking, keeping eyes on him and seeing if he was fit to be a juror. Or falsely try to find something to get a juror removed. Interesting. It, it, it was, I seen the strategies and I'm paying attention to everything. And I was like, wow. It's crazy because when they picked juror number one, um, it was a... Um, psychiatrist from a nearby psychiatric um, center. Interesting. Now, the last call we had was, well, prior, Mm -hmm. previous from the release was from Mm -hmm. the psych ward. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling the the attorney at the time, like, I don't want her. I just left a psych ward. They could be partial. He was, and it's funny, we'll get into this later. Me Me and the attorney started to congel, basically. Like, okay, now we're working as a unit. So he says, honestly, it could actually work in your benefit. And I sat back and I was like, you know what? You're right. A woman with the intelligence level that she has and the academic level that she's at, she knows when somebody's lying. Simple. And, and then they made her the head juror. So I said, okay, this will work in my favor. You know, so it was a few things, you know. Okay. One of the jurors said she doesn't see why anybody should be convicted of hemp, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you may call it. Mm-hmm. And she stayed on the jury panel. So it was a fair juror. So I stressed the fact and the um, 
importance of being on a jury panel. If you're an honest person and you 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 want to make sure people get a fair trial, go do it. Because some people are itching to do it. They might have, you know, ill intent. I'm just going to say that. Because some people were in there, you could sense that maybe they weren't didn't have your best interest. He's guilty. Some of them would say, a person of color, this woman, she said, I just, I just can't find that he's not guilty. Like, why would he get arrested? And, and, and if he doesn't testify, I would just find him guilty. So you're being partial because I don't have to say anything. You know, it, it was, it's, I learned a lot. I had to go through it because mm-hmm. I needed to, regardless of what I know in law, I needed to go through this portion to know the beginning and the end and can help people at all stages in the future. Right. Let's see. Okay, so let, let let's get into it. Let's jump into it. I appreciate that. Uh, let's get into it. So, uh, after we spoke last, uh, you obviously went in for your actual trial. It was it was it was how long was the trial? Was it a day or two? I think a week and a half, two weeks. Really? Man. Okay. Okay. So, okay, like, what, what, what all day? Okay. All day. Try to wear you out, huh? They tried. They tried. They have some. They got tactics. Yeah. And you have to sit there. Then when it's recess, you got to sit out. Then you have to stay there because they can call the jury, jury back in at any time. The jury might have a question, mm-hmm. and you have to be there to get that question uh, asked and answered. That's because you were serving as counsel, as well. You were also serving as your own counselor. Well, we know that I was serving as my own counsel. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, they forced the attorney on to me. Mm-hmm. But it, it it got to a point to where I think he's he's seen like, wait a minute, he's right for one, and I can beat this. You become the number one attorney when you win a trial in Suffolk County. You're the go-to guy now. Yes, you beat the number one attorney in Suffolk County, the hardest county in America to beat, that has like a ninety percent um, conviction rate. Yes, I, I did the impossible. You know, did my civil attorney say, wait a minute, who's your judge? I told him, he said, you beat you. You, you got a six not guilty verdicts in, in front of Cohen. I said, yes. After he sent me to the psych ward for two months, he said, print up the retainer. We'll take it because <laughs> he couldn't even believe it. You see, this guy is known for doing these things. There's a book by a judge named Judge Nam who who exposed the, the, the corruption in the same system. And these same people are judges and attorneys, I'll say, you know, but I beat you, you know. All right. Okay. So like how, walk me through the trial. Let me, let me know how the, how, like, you know, from okay. like, beginning so, to end, but give me like, of course. The, yeah. Um, after we get our jury, mm-hmm. the judge goes, okay. Cause you can see, he's like, all right, let's you, you want to go here. Like you're trying to scare me or something. He goes, okay. So, We'll just start this at the uh, second portion and get this on the way. This trial should go no longer than two weeks. How could you predict how long a trial goes for one? So I see, okay, this is a fixed fight. So I'm like, okay. Um, I'm confident. So I'm like, okay. I purposely wore (laughs) the salmon um, polo shirt with the sleeves cut off. Mm -hmm. You know, why? Because I want you to see me for me. I don't have any visible tattoos. You're not going to think I'm this derelict thug, 
no, 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 no. We're going to get an impartial view of me right now. It's bad enough to have a bald head. So mm-hmm. you see my beautiful skin? Clear. That was to paint the visual image because I already knew that the, the, the prosecutors were going to paint a different image. See? So, okay. Um, they recessed them, as a matter of fact. We didn't even come back. They, they, I forgot. They went out there and said, don't even worry about it. So we start the next day. And I'm like, okay. So getting all my notes and all my stuff together. Going there dressed up, of course. Um, and we start cross-examining the state police. And it was bad. First, it was the first guy that came to the door, as he says, Linguini. And the first thing they say, um, do you swear to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing the truth? Goes, yes, I do. And I'm like, he's lying already. <laughs> you know, so he gets up there. I went to sniper school. I did all this. That's the guy that said that I was going to shoot him. That's the guy that said we have two, two, threes, three, oh, eights. OK, so and it was crazy because if. You're telling the jury you went to sniper school. You're saying I had guns, but you said calibers and you didn't know the difference. So we caught him in so many lies. And the whole time I'm sitting there in my notepad, I'm writing down everything, you know, like contradictions and everything. And I'm sliding a piece of paper over to the attorney. Like, hmm. he's like, OK, yeah. You know, it, it, and then the office, the investigator Drew came up, which was the lead of the case. They got caught in crossfires of lying on each other. And he wasn't the lead and he was the lead and he was the go to guy who was um in charge of uh the, the the pictures and he went on stand and said that wasn't there i put that there then took the picture which is um fabricating evidence so you just told the jury that you just fabricated evidence it was a lot um after the cross examinations of the officers it was evident to see all the contradictions and throughout the trial the attorney, Ian T. Fitzgerald, out of Hampton Bays, he used a lot of the motions that I sent to him and, and affidavits. What I was trying to explain to him with back with case law, he incorporated in his cross-examinations, opening and closing arguments. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I look, he would say something through cross-examination and come back and I look at him like, he just used my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get a little uh, grin and I'd be like, you are bad. <laughs> but the way he articulated was out. It was like teaching me at the same time. Like, oh, OK, I see. Same thing. But how you do it? You know, it was amazing. man. We, it was like a, a Jordan and a Pippin. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I, I have to honestly give that man so much respect because he didn't have to do this. You know, he, I think he realized, like, yo, I really can beat this. Like. His opening argument was based off of the podcast that we did. He oh, yeah. said Julian Pellissier is an activist, a man for his people, fighting for the, his people. And if you listen to their podcast, it's the truth. I said, I wish my when he was finished, I was like, wow, because you don't see what you do. Other people see it. Mm-hmm. So based off of him listening to that podcast, that was his opinion of me. You see? Mm-hmm. So I said, I, when he came back, I said, Wow. I said, I wish my mother could have heard that speech. I said, can I get the minutes for those? He said, yeah, you can get them. That, it, it, it wasn't scripted or written. That was like, you know, based off of what he heard. See, somebody gave the prosecutor our podcast. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand, like Corey said, if an uh, uh, innocent man does not wear a guilty man's shoes, if I'm standing on my square, I know I'm innocent. I'm believing in what I'm believing in. And I know I did nothing wrong. 
there's there's no I don't mind if they heard the podcast. They submitted the podcast as evidence because you have to submit all your evidence before the trial starts. Full disclosure, both sides have to have or else it'll get dismissed, mm-hmm. it'll get thrown out. So we were walking down the hallway during the recess and right before the trial and because the judge said submit all your evidence. And I'm talking to him and you see the DA run down in here and I see a CD in her hand. Now, I remember when I was talking to a psychologist one time, I said, do not ask me the same question. This is the different way. I said, the difference between you and I is you went to college to do what you do. I can do it naturally. Mm-hmm. She released me like, oh no, he's, you know. So I knew that she was trying to do some type of psychological thing. Like we have this DVD, this CD of you speaking an hour and 15 minutes about this case. So I don't care. Play the tape because now the jury will hear my side say, wait a minute, you sent it to a psych war. You did this. You did this. He said this and this. And then everything that the, the officers just said on the stand correlates with what he said. It was more damaging for them to play it than not to play it. They never used it in the trial mm-hmm. because they wanted me to go to that. Um, when I was still locked up, remember, they wanted me to go to a, uh, a grand jury hearing. Now, you deny me my 190.50 subdivision one. I can verbally assert my right. I did that at the first arraignment. That was the, the 3rd of uh, August 2018. So you deny me that. That's due process. Off of that alone, I'm going to beat this on a reversal because you deny me the Sixth Amendment. You know, they knew I knew this. So they want to drag it out, play it out, see if they get a deal out you. But this off of that one piece right there, it's, it's void. You know what I'm saying? So. I didn't even I kept saying that, but whatever. So they tried to come back when they dismissed that indictment because they had to throw all the evidence out because the investigator drew. He set up the whole scheme for the pictures to try to establish some probable cause. Like it, it was like some movie stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so the pictures you talking about, that, they, they took had, of, I, of your property they after did. they seized your, your property uh, without like. Because they went in without an, with an improper warrant, if I recall correctly. So it was off the rip. It was improper. So they yeah. literally tried to make it proper. But even that, the lies that they had in it were solidified, which I questioned. And I said, I want to have a um, suppression hearing and bring the, um, the um, what was it, the, the, the confidential source, you say, so I can cross-examine them to, to prove your validity. They never had it. They dismissed the whole dem- indictment. Then they, um, I had, I was just there for two misdemeanors now. Plus I had the timing for the misdemeanors. They still, they gave me a $30,000 bail. I said, object. I said, that's excessive bail due to the constitution, sixth amendment. I said, I have the timing for the misdemeanors already. How are you going to give me $30,000 bail for misdemeanors when I already have the timing? That doesn't make sense. And so again, that's see, the part oh, that yeah. like we were like I was talking about. I was very confused about because it's like okay, so if they know they have you, yeah. you put the time in for the misdemeanors, and that's all they have yes. left out there. Then they why are, why are we dragging this out? And this is like obviously they like to save face because they didn't want to, you know, yes. admit wrongdoing. Exactly. So we'll okay, still keep right. him here and torture him some more. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm 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 getting kind of uh, uh, perturbed again. Like you know, see? going through this whole thing. So, so, all right. And then two, a week later, they said, okay, you're indicted. So the judge put it to like $40,000 bail. I said, okay. I called my mother. I got out a week later. You see? 
because it was only one. Um, they had to dismiss all of it because it was fruit of the poisonous tree. They were supposed to dismiss the whole thing because it was fruit of the poisonous tree, but they separated it, which you can't do. You know, that's constitutional um, issues. And then I was just they just had um, unlawful growing, not growing um, possession of marijuana in the second degree. Uh, one who is a person is guilty of marijuana, possession of marijuana in the second degree with with intent um possesses one to ten one or more more than one to ten pounds of marijuana that's what that is because they say that they took plants dried up leaves and said that it was in excess of uh eight nine pounds or something like that Mm -hmm. you know so and that was a d felony so it went from the maximum of 15 for them trying to make me a persistent to a minimum of 15 of life to a maximum of life to they dismiss the indictment down to two misdemeanors that they tried to give me time serving. I said, no, and go home. I said, no, to a D felony, which the max would have been, um, depending on how they wanted to play seven or four years, the technicalities involved in that. I don't even want to explain that, but they get you somehow, some way, depending on how they charge your felony, you know, down to, um, and it's funny because right before the trial started, the district attorney says, I just, um, for the record, Your Honor, I, I, I just want to put on the record that the offer is uh, still on the table. We've never taken it off. The time served for possession of a weapon in the fourth degree and possession of uh, marijuana in fraction. No, I'm not. We're here already. Oh, we're not going to waste these people's time. No, we're good. You know, so. So even in even in the eleventh hour, they're trying to like bail themselves out by giving you like a a, a plea. You just tried. Yeah, okay. All right. So back to back to the trial. The, the lawyers, you're like, dude, you realize I'm, I'm gonna say because I think people, have, especially if they listen to the first podcast and they're now listening to this, you know, you clearly have a, a movie on your hands at this point, right? You said a movement movie. Oh, a movie? Yeah, I already said that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That um fifty cent. You know what's funny? I was following Isaac right before he got, I would say, famous. Before it got publicized, I would say that right. Because this is this is my life. This is what I do. I'm I'm for prison reform. I'm for justice. I'm for you know the 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 the, the wrongfully accused. So when I seen his story, I was like, wow. But the difference is, uh, what? Imagine if he had this knowledge. Before he went to jail. You see. Mm -hmm. A day is too long. A year is excessive. Years is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But you you obtain the knowledge. In there with some real scholars. There's some guys in prisons. Who are a lot wiser and more intelligent. And and, and know what they're doing. More so than these attorneys to this day. So if he had this. If he'd obtained this knowledge. Before any of this happened. It wouldn't have went that far. Mm -hmm. But. You know, but it is. I said that I said this is a movie, especially out here. You know, I I told this attorney when I didn't really trust him. I said, I'm just trying to see uh, how you, you what you do. I said, because I'm writing a book on this experience and your character is based on your your um <laughs> your uh your performance. He kind of laughed. I laughed, you know. Yeah. But. OK, so we're 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 past the opening arguments. You see that the your attorney has 
apparently he's, he's seeing the light. So he's able to see that not only are you innocent of the charges, but you are also like because you're innocent and because you're so well prepared, you're putting him in a position to do something amazing. Oh, definitely. So he's seen the police lying right then and there. He asked a simple question like this. I seen his strategy. He said, those you took this picture, investigator Drew? He said, Yes, I did. He said, and that's a picture of glass jars with what you say is THC on it, correct? He says, Yes. Did you know it was THC oil before alleged before you? No. We just assumed, okay. He said, Did you, who was in charge of sending all the evidence to the lab? He says, I was. He said, So did you send the jars to the lab to get DNA tested or for fingerprints, latent prints as they call it? He said, no. Hmm. He says, I restaurant, which showed the jury. How can you say that's that that it's his? It, you know, he said, and oh, my bad. Before that, he goes, oh, so wait a minute. You were in charge of confiscating what you call evidence and you say it's his, but you never sent out glass jars. He says, jury, he says, Are we, when you sit at home eating your evening dinner and with the family, and you have your glass sliding door there. And at night, when the light hits it, he's saying, talking just like he says, at night, when the light hits it just right, he says, you see all the fingerprints and the handprints. He said, but he didn't send the glass out. He said, but he sent the shotgun out. He, he said, if, if, if it would have came back for some positive results, DNA or fingerprints, oh, we would have heard that. He says, but nothing. Nothing. So he showed the jury, like, it's not what it seems. Hmm. Forget what he's saying. Watch, can he prove what he's saying? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the um, this 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 firearm specialist gets up there and goes, "I'm firearm specialist," and he's all proper with a ponytail. You know, he's he's fronting them, and I've been doing this for this, and I'm from the state police, and yes, I I, I took the weapon and I made sure it was clean, and I, I I fired two rounds out of the weapon, two slugs out of the weapon. It's it's operable. Now, anybody sitting on the jury panel would have looked at that shotgun. It's not a weapon. It's a shotgun. A weapon is used for aggression or for crime, right? Or protection. So on the end of it, you could clearly see a suppressor, which shows that that's a um, used for duck hunting. It's interesting if it was to get deeper in debt, and if there were any duck hunters, they would know you're a liar because it's impossible to shoot a slug out that shotgun barrel with a full compression choke on it, which is used to keep a pattern to hit ducks. It's impossible. You'll have a backfire and, and, and possibly hurt yourself. It was just so many different lies that I was just finding. All of them were lying, but they were all trying to cover for each other. But at the end, one investigator said, investigator said no, and it drew. Like, clearly, he was like, oh, Drew. <laughs> they tried to, to save each other, but at the end, it was like, well, we can't. Because the um, original deposition from the state police was different from their testimony. You know? Mm. Any other questions? Yeah. So my my question is, um, so after you go through the state police uh, or the police that came up to to see you, you got you got like you know these experts and you have the people who were eyewitness police who were on the scene and all that stuff. What was the next tactic? What happened after that? They started to bring in evidence, and they tried to show an. Um, expired um, license and 
clearly in the the minutes, one of the jurors said, "Uh, but that was in the um the uh, grand jury. They said this license is expired. They kept that out, right? They never brought that issue up. They tried to paint the picture that I was there. This is mine, and this it, it you know um what else jury." A lot of jurors asked a lot of good questions. One was, well, before I get into that, the attorney cross-examined the original officer. He says, do you recognize this? He says, yes. He says, this is the um, summons. Remember I said he, he, he said he was serving the summons? Mm-hmm. So he goes, so you, you recognize that you serve this summons? Yes. He says, do you see the bottom of this? He goes, yes. He says, what's that? He goes, that's an affidavit of service. When you serve a summons properly, or else it'll be called improper service and it's not valid, you must also follow up with an affidavit of service and serve it within 21 days after service, proving that it was served upon the party. So he said, did you fill one of those out? No. So how can you prove you ever served paperwork? It never, it was never true. If you don't have a valid affidavit of service and you have two witnesses, so you say, there's no proof that you served it because it's not documented, which proves that the summon was uh, a fraud from the beginning. They dismissed that charge, by the way, while I was in there. Mm-hmm. They're just gone. Just phew, gone, dismissed. You see? But the funny part about it is when they gave me the paperwork for that charge, I could prove that the state police were lying because I had a video also when they interviewed me and they lied and said they, they interviewed me at my home when they interviewed me a mile somewhere else, which states that if they say they seen something there, then why didn't you see it the time you went to my house? You see? Mm-hmm. So it just appeared that fast. So I caught them in a contradiction. Uh, it was, it, uh, the lies are so bad. I was like, wow is he really gonna just lie like that in front of the jury do they not think that they're listening to these people there's a psychiatrist which is the head juror she's gonna explain he's lying because he said this before his partner said this and then when he redirected he switched it up but the paperwork says this they don't have any proof that they served it they don't even have proof that this is his home they don't have any proof of that you know then out of the blue there's a marijuana cigarette as they described it. it looks like a um backwood sitting in a pitcher they, mm-hmm. that they put in i was i was wondering why do i have this little marijuana charge and they take the cup that they said was in my car they take it out the car take a picture of it on the ground he says we don't know if that was in that car he says so the police officer said this was in his car takes it out the car and then takes a picture of it outside the car and then said he was with the, that's him you understand, I was going through family court and all that. There was no way that I, I didn't even smoke. Like, so whose is this? Because it ain't mine. Mm-hmm. Regardless if one of the passengers put it in there, which maybe that's the truth. Maybe it's not. It wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. You see? So I'm not taking nothing. That alone could have, I could have, all this would have happened with just a misdemeanor. if They could have found me guilty with that. You know? Okay. And it wasn't mine. I never knew it was in there. So let's fast forward. Have it in there. Let's fast forward. So we, we got people who are lying, who have taken oath to uphold and serve yes. the public trust. 
<laughs> we, we got this. So we're towards the end of the trial. How how does how does the trial close out? What is the last gasp? Excuse me. You, oh no, the um on the closing arguments. See, here's strategy in a trial, people. The opening arguments, the DA goes first, and then your attorney or counsel, as I say, goes second. See, mm-hmm. but at the end of a trial now this is this is a scam at the end of trial the defense closes first and the prosecutor closes last so they put their impression on the 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 jury fresh like this is the last thing you're going to hear before you make a determination you see Mm -hmm. now the head da on this i was destroying her for the whole case with affidavits and just fact and law so mm-hmm. she had an assistant with her also, you know, who basically you could tell he knew more than her. And he did the closing. She did her first opening. He did the closing. He thought that he was going to get up there and be like, I can swim. It was it wasn't it wasn't worthy of an attorney, I would say. Not a skilled one, because I was like, I can do better than that because he can't speak off a of truth. So there's no compassion in it. Mine had a compassion because it was true. Mm-hmm. You see, um. So at the end, they were trying to paint the picture like uh, he was a major this and um, he is guilty. You're going to find him guilty. The evidence is right there. There is no other verdict but to find but guilty. And I was, that was it. He says, I rest my case. He said, that man there is guilty. He pointed over to me like he was in the movies, mm-hmm. you know, with the point. Like, and I looked at him with a nice you know, I'm not vindictive. I'm, okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't change my, my, uh, Jerry probably looked at me, but it didn't change my stature. Like, I'm not going to look guilty at your point. And then he was like, uh, no, I rest. And they went in there and, uh, <clears throat> they sent a few questions out. The ones I, I said, and, uh, that was it. They came back in like an hour and said, well, the jury has a, I was actually, downstairs in the lobby and the, the attorney texts me says the jury has a verdict so they came there. back in an hour mm-hmm. wow you know it's a good thing you see there you know wow um, a lot of times we hear they're coming back in an hour is a different an hour it was less than an hour it was amazing i mean i'm just saying but a lot of times when they come back that fast is 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 often not favorable from what you hear yeah that's true but when it's well, they, so they had heard enough in my case mm-hmm. i told myself if they come back fast I believe it's going to be not guilty because it's when something is so clear cut, there's no discussion. We have everything in front of us. Why are we going to sit here for 10 days to discuss? Maybe it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. No, that's the good thing about having good impartial jurors. You see, I was blessed to have the juror because the creator put them people there for a reason. Only it only took one person to say, no, he's guilty. And then it would have been a hung jury and we had to go through the process again. You don't get the same arguments. You don't get the same energy. You don't get the same compassion. You don't get the same delivery. You see? So it it, it worked out as it's supposed to work out. You know, they tried every trick in the book, but it didn't work. So how did you feel at the moment when you're waiting for the verdict? When basically they called everybody back into the room? How did you feel at that moment? Were you nervous? Did you feel uncomfortable? No. I said, here we go. Because I already had it set in my mind that if it doesn't stop here, this is just a fight. Mm-hmm. And, and another battle. 
But the war is three, four steps down the line, and I'm prepared to go. I have nothing. If I don't have nothing but time, I have nothing but time to get out. Mm-hmm. So that would have been my mission. I'm gonna get home. I said it in the first one. Mm-hmm. I said, I said I'm gonna get out. And then on, when we spoke, I said, I'm gonna beat it confidently. That wasn't rehearsed. That just came out because my energy is projected to do that. It's just if that makes sense to anybody, you know. Because mm-hmm. if you believe in the, the uh, good old book that predates a lot of others, I'm just saying. Um, it says it says walk by faith, not by sight. So I'm confidently saying I'm not worried about it. Now, if I don't beat it now, I'll beat it later. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I beat it now. I tried to beat it the first day, which I did, but they don't like that because if people start knowing what I know and doing what I've done, imagine you would cripple the whole court system in a matter of months because everybody would say, I'm going to trial. It's impossible to do it, but they'll try to get you to take a plea. I try to get you to take a deal, you know. I was just one of the ones that said, no, but it, it ends. It stops now. And you're not going to do this to me. Got Imagine it. me being in prison right now or, or even taking something. You know, it just, our, our whole video was in vain. It was, it was for nothing. The mm-hmm. podcast was for nothing. What was the fight for? To cower later? Why would you waste your time in the podcast for a coward? That don't make no sense. That's a, that's a whack story to me. That's an excellent way of looking at it. It's either going to be a triumphant story and he took a great loss or even better story that he took a victory. Mm-hmm. There's no in between, you know, no, and Corey wouldn't want... contact you or vice versa. If it was anything other than that, that's the bloodline. I come from, I come straight warriors, man. We don't fold, man. Especially when it's righteous. It just, we can't because what you fighting for, you just like the rest of them. Not so, me. Let me ask you a question. Did you actually, did they put you on the stand to, to, to testify at all? No. I told him, I said, I didn't get to go on the stand. He said, you don't have to. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Why should I open the door is what it's called. If you open the door to a question, mm-hmm. what can happen now is they can go into all the grand jury hearsay from police officers. And if it correlates or kind of links to it, or is there a, there is a, um, a nexus, a link as it's called. You can open that door and it goes further. Now you have to get cross-examined about that and they can trip you off. Me, I'm prepared for a cross-examination. The average person isn't because you got to know how they're, they're, they're you got to know if, you know, they're leading you or if it's an irrelevant or if it's asked and answered already. So these are a lot of terms in, in cross-examination that you'd want to know, mm-hmm. you know, so. Some people will ask, answer a question two, three times, and you could have said objection, asked and answered. Now you're badgering me. And the judge is like, no, it's the same. You, know, you have to know certain things, but I didn't have to go that route because I let them shoot themselves in the foot. Makes sense. You, your lie compounds a lie. Eventually, it's going to come to a brick wall. It has to. They're, they're in circles. It comes back around. That's, it, you, you can't lie forever. You're gonna, it's going to come to an incident or later. That's what happened to them. They thought these were going to lie, 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 lie. Even changed all the paperwork, all the inventory, all the, um, the um, what is it called? The, the, the search warrant inventory receipt. They switched up numbers and everything. They did a whole bunch of fraudulent stuff at the same time. And I had the documents to prove how they switched up different numbers. And, it, you know, they didn't think that people would look into this. I do. I look at all my paperwork just to find these little contradictions, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I'm I'm immensely uh, happy 
that you were able to end it then and there? I mean, obviously we're talking about what, 14 months? Yes. You know, that and that that that's far too much time for anybody who's innocent to be taken away from their family. Again, you said it right the first time. I said a yeah. day is too long. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm glad that you were able to get that resolved. What what is on the horizon for you now? Are you gonna take further action now that these charges have been dropped? Are you gonna now turn around and try to file uh any grievances or any any lawsuits as a result of civil claims well, yes definitely i already spoke with my attorney bruce barquette which sued suffolk county numerous times tens of millions of dollars the retainer is already signed i still got a couple of weeks to file it honestly because you got 90 days to file a civil claim but it's it's, it's locked and loaded mm-hmm. because you, you have to you have to to have some type of sanction or else it continues you see, slaps mm-hmm. on the wrist don't hurt anybody. You see, no, so, I get it, and that's that. That was actually the approach of Johnny Cochran. He was saying the, the way mm-hmm. to make this uh, uh, more damaging is you have to go after the pension funds. You have to go after the the city funds. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm going after the individual officers also. I seen that same investigator two days ago. He was up here for an incident. Oh, hey, Joe, what are you doing up there? Oh, what happened? Because my car had caught on fire a couple days ago. And he goes, I'm like, what are you doing up here? And he was here for an incident. I said, okay, respectfully, you got to do your job. But, you know, I have your phone that I've been trying to get for years now, you know, but he knows that I'm going to sue him. You messed up, buddy. You know, you, you shouldn't have lied. It, it's, it's not cool. You know, and that same officer, I found out, uh, assaulted a lady from this nation and he also used to work upstate to a nearby nation where they shot down two police helicopters so he has a rapport with natives you know law enforcement doesn't like when people go against their own so is this guy partial maybe so the same guy assaulted me in 2007 and i made a complaint to the internal affairs that stays on their record for life could he have some type of malice of course you know, this is why this whole case is malicious prosecution, obstruction of justice, et cetera. You know, I mean, all can be proved. Okay. So, so I, I think you, alone. I think you, uh, man, I mean, this, I mean, we can, we can look, continue to peel back the layers on this thing for a good while. But the, the, the main thing is you are free, sir. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully things are better in terms of being able to like be able to see your kids. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, with all this pandemic, that makes it a little hard. But you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's cool. It'll be all right in the future. It's all for my babies, you see. You know, indeed. Well, man, I appreciate your time, man. Um, again, uh, congratulations. I know I've said it several times at this point, but congratulations. Appreciate it on on you getting out. You know. Watch out for them folks, man, because I'm pretty sure they're looking at you sideways, trying to, you know, they're probably not happy about the fact that you're out. So just be careful. Yeah, but like I said, I'm blessed, man. Deal with positive energy. That stuff don't bother me. Indeed, I ain't indeed. worried about none of that. Indeed. Yeah, right. I didn't know. So when you said what you said about the podcast, you know, like um, that caught me off guard. So 
Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your, your message out there. So it did what I anticipated it would do, or what I wanted it to do. But when you, when you said it, it just kind of caught me off guard. So I'm happy I can help, brother. I really am. That's yeah, all right. So everything. Love is love, man. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Thank yeah. you. So I'm um, glad you uh, documented this whole experience to give people a little bit of, you know, you know, a little oomph. Like, you know, he did it. I yeah. can do it. Yeah. Because everybody ain't guilty. They knew. They know this. But everybody ain't strong. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to stand on what you believe in. And mm-hmm. I'm always going to believe that. And I'm going to still in my kids and my people. That's just how it's going to be. How it always been. Word. But I appreciate it. I'm glad that people can uh, finally hear somebody who, who really lived through it and did it and, and, and was successful. You know, it's, it's a lot for people of color, man. It, it really is. Has this changed your perspective in terms of maybe wanting to pursue law, a law career, oh, law more actively? I plan to go to law school. I said that I said I'm going to law school because even if I don't pass the bar, because the appellate division can can give me, they can give me um uh, a license to not license to practice law, but the whatever they have, I forgot. But um, I would still have the knowledge to know what and how to do it. Because you have the right to have counsel, and it doesn't have to be a bar admitted attorney, mm-hmm. a membership to the bar. That's what I was talking about. But if would you want me against you or with you, and not necessarily with you, because either way, I can serve as somebody's counsel, or at least give them the affidavits and the in the and, 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 and the uh, ammunition to submit to put them in a better place. I've done it regularly, so it would just be that much. Um, more efficient if I, when I go to law school to obtain the knowledge to really help because I want to help my nation and they need somebody who is really competent in the law and not somebody that just went to law school and has an admission to the bar because some people just want to accolade and not have a passion to do what it is they want to do that comes with an accolade, I would say. Mm-hmm. They they, yeah, I want to be an attorney because I heard they got money. Mm-hmm. Not, I want to be an attorney to be an advocate for my people. There's mm-hmm. a difference. Some attorneys drive Lamborghinis. Some attorneys drive minivans. You see? It, it all depends on the, the, the person. So, whatever your thing is. But me, I'm for the people, man. Always will be, always have been. And uh, I will continue to do it. It's just, I cannot not do it. <laughs> Well, that's what's up, man. So, look, what I want to do is if if you, you know, like, you know, feel free, of course, to check in. I appreciate you keeping me, you know, uh, appraised on what's going on, appraised of what's going on in terms of like, you know, how, when you like when you got out and we had the conversation and when you when you got the, the message, like put jo- all types of joy in my heart when you when you let me know that all the charges have been dropped. So yes. um, if you get any traction with regard to the civil case, however it goes, whatever, if you want to reach out about that. We can discuss oh, that as well. Yeah, I'll let you know. We'll do that. You know, needs to be exposed. So I get compensating them in the meantime, and so be it. Right? Right. Right, right. Such is life. All right. Anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here, man? Stay strong. Stay safe. Believe in what you believe in. Stand on your square. Fight for you and your people. You know, don't put yourself first, man. Your blessings will always come back. It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in karma. I believe in the creator's will. Because if 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 there was karma, 
then that would second guess the creator. So I believe in what the creator has store for us. And if that's your path, go down it. Simple as that. Be righteous, be strong, be brave. And I love everybody. You know, Word, man. Even if you don't like me, I still love you. I care. Like Pac said, it don't nobody else care. Straight up. That's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Mr. Julian Pellissier. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for your energy, man. I'm, you know, look, I just want to say, I just want to point out, ladies and gentlemen, even if you're innocent, a lot of people didn't have, wouldn't have the fortitude to do what you did. So, I mean, that that's obviously how you're built. That's how you go. Uh, but there's a lot to be said about standing when you're looking at, you know, a wall that doesn't have any apparent cracks in it. You know their cracks are there, but you can't see them. But yeah, you know, as you light, as you stood, through. yeah, as you the stood your ground or whatever, that, that, right that first through. thing fell, that and first crack showed. Yeah, so that's what's up, man. Yeah, appreciate it, man. And that concludes the interview that I had with Mister Julian Pellissier. I want to thank him again for taking the time to share his story. He didn't have to do that. I want to take the time to you, the listener, for listening. Hopefully you caught, again, both pieces, the, the first part and the second part. And I'm I'm just thankful that there was justice served in this matter. And in the time where we are now in the aftermath, one week removed from the, the murder of George Floyd, uh, not too far removed from the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor. Um, the country is definitely in a place. There's a different level of tension, a different energy floating about. Some of it in a weird way is, is good in that you see there are a lot more people who are out there in the streets protesting that ain't necessarily black folk that are actually lending their voices where you might not necessarily expect voices to be lent. So while there's a lot of healing that needs to happen, there's a lot of justice that needs to take place, there's a lot of reform and safe measures that need to be implemented. Uh, one of the questions I asked a long time ago with regard to police brutality, uh, the assault, the, the murder, well, essentially anytime someone breaks the public trust who serves as a first responder, my concern is there is no no federal or state mechanism that prevents them from taking their services a couple towns over and doing the same thing all over again. So somebody can get fired from one police agency or from one firefighter or firehouse or whatever or from you know whatever first responder position they're in and go somewhere else and do it all over again. And, and provide a disservice to members of a specific community uh, without fear of reproach or I, it, it's, it's got to stop. So with all that being said, I'm, I'm kind of full up on emotion. I wanted to get this this piece out because I, I was going to release it at a different point, but I feel like it might be good to release it now. So that's what I'm doing. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all have feedback, commentary, anything like that, I would appreciate if you leave it in the comments section. Uh, tweet it out to y'all peoples. We are again on IG. 
Flash Black Radio. We are on Twitter, Flash Black Radio, and Flash Black News. We are on Facebook, Flash Black Group, and Flash Black Page, Flash Black Radio. Uh, you can check us, uh, Flash Black Radio and Flash Black Group. Uh, yeah, you can check us both places. You can check us on Spotify. You can check us on Apple Music. You can check us on SoundCloud and most of the places that you find podcasts. We are there. So come mess with us. Subscribe to us. Share us around. Tell your folks about them. We do this for y'all. We ain't getting any money at this point off of this and haven't been. Um, that's going to change. But <laughs> the main thing is that we're doing this for y'all. And, and that's the sincere part. So we love you. You matter. You are important. You are valuable. You are viable. You are beautiful. And yo, from the bottom of my heart to yours, man, stay blessed, stay woke. All right? One.